0: The following is a King's Chapel, Alaska presentation with Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passions making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's call and help us be the personal, powerful, permeating church God's called us to be. For more information, visit kcalaska.com or find us on Facebook. Here's Pastor Daniel. Remain standing, take your Bibles and turn to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And we're going to read a stinging passage of scripture, chapter 6, 9 through 20. We've actually looked at this, uh, this would be the second time in the series, but want to take a little bit of a different slant. Amen, all the children are heading upstairs, we love you kids, you future heroes of the faith. Are you all there in 1 Corinthians chapter 6? We're going to go verse 9 through 20. As we wait for our notes, we'll read the word of the Lord and get going, all right? Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. That's where I got the title of the series. Everybody say it. Do not be deceived neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. You say, well, Pastor, you just wiped out the whole church. Yes, well, praise God for verse 11. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's what some of you were you ought to say that out loud with me and that's what some of you were that would be past tense. But you were washed. But you <laughs> But you were sanctified. But you were justified. Man, we in a Pentecostal church tonight or something. Ah! Saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> Y'all just might make me preach tonight. You start talking like that, we're gonna have, a, we might have a problem. All right. But you were washed. What happened? You backslide all in about thirty seconds. What happened? Come on, try it one more time. But you were washed. But you were sanctified. But you were justified. In the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. Okay, verse 12, it's going to get sobering again. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Food for the stomach and stomach for the foods, but God will destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord. And the Lord for the body. And God both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Why would he be saying, why would he even be saying it? Because apparently they don't. And that's why he's saying. So do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take members of Christ and make them members of a harlot or a prostitute? Certainly not. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a prostitute is one body with her? For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee. Everybody say flee. Flee sexual immorality, every sin that, is, that a man does outside his body. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Father, thank you for what you've done, Lord tonight, and for the moments that remain, we ask that you would come in power, that you would come and you would speak to us. Lord, that time and tradition we set aside, and we ask by the power of your spirit, you would come, Lord, and write indelibly on our hearts, that we would never be the same in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Deception's a real problem. You may be seated. Deception's a problem, and it's a problem for every single one of us. He said, is it a problem for you? Well, sure, wants to try to be anyway. You see, all of us are going to face deception and the reason is because all of us are fallen. All of us have a sin nature and there's a very real devil and sin itself deceives. It it would be good to turn to Romans and if you'd put the scripture up, Romans chapter seven, verse 11, if we're able, Romans 7, 11 says, For sin, seizing the opportunity afforded by the commandment, deceived me. There it is. For sin taking occasion, New King James, by the commandment deceived me and by it killed me. This is the apostle Paul writing to the church in Rome. Sin itself deceives. And if we look at the text, there's, uh, now you do have notes now, is that right? Look at the text. Sexual sin is this massive problem, huge problem in Corinth. There's a number of reasons it's a huge problem in Corinth. Now, how many, What do you mean Corinth? Corinthians, first and second Corinthians, is written to the church in yeah. Corinth. Corinth was a seaport. That's one of the one of the. I won't you know get down on any of y'all that been through the navy or in the navy or anything, but sailors were not notorious for their purity. <laughs> <laughs> and so corinth was a seaport and that certainly added to the sexual problem there the other main reason is that it was a a city and a culture that was basically worshiped sex they had the temple dedicated to sex the the temple of a thousand vestal virgins, and 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 it was just steeped in sexual sin and immorality so much so that if you were really perverted They called you a Corinthian or you've been Corinthianized. If the guy or the woman or the person was really perverted, they say, well, yeah, watch out for that person. They've been Corinthianized. That that was an expression they had uh, at the time of this writing. And if you'll turn to chapter five, uh, turn back, please. First Corinthians chapter five, I'm going to teach you. I usually end up preaching because I get so encouraged. I'm going to teach you a little bit here. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 1 reads, It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you and such sexual immorality that is not even named among the Gentiles that a man has his father's wife. Verse 2. Do you understand that? Uh, so in other words, his dad's been remarried and this man, the son of the father, is, is committing adultery with his stepmother. Y'all got that picture? Okay. And you are puffed up and have not rather mourned that he who has done this deed might be taken away from among you. He, he's, he's saying, you, you guys are all prideful that you tolerate it. You see, they were excited about the fact that they tolerated, they were so loving and compassionate and tolerating the sin. And the the Apostle Paul slaps them down. And the sexual sin had affected their church. A man's having an affair with his stepmother, you can fill in the blank, and the church is arrogant. They're proud of their tolerance. And if you look at verse 6 of chapter 5, you're glorying is not good. Do you not know? In other words, don't you know this? You should know this. But he says, don't you know? Don't you know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? So he uses the illustration of yeast. Are there any people that bake? I've had had some of y'all baking, and I'm glad I'm not eating it now. Hallelujah. I'm fasting baked goods mostly. I know. Hallelujah. I wish you could just take authority over that stuff and then eat it anyway. You know what I'm talking about? I have dominion. Glory to God. Pass. Give me another piece. Yeast. He's talking about this sin, this man's sin, this young man that's is sleeping with his he's committing adultery with his father's wife. And the Apostle Paul says it's not good. Don't you know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump, as it says in the New King James. You don't need a whole lot of yeast, a whole lot of leaven to make bread rise. Am I right? I mean, It is an active ingredient. In fact, leaven or yeast is alive. It's it's actually alive. How many ever made sourdough? You don't need scoop loads of that. You just need a little bit. Am I right? And so... They're tolerating the sin, and the sin is affecting the whole church. That sin is like a yeast in the church. He said, Well, what does that have to do with me? Well, we're certainly going to get into it, but you know, sin will affect your life. It'll affect you, and it'll affect the church. He said, What about people coming in that are, what about sinners coming in? Praise God. If you don't have any sinners coming in, there's something wrong. And we're all saved by grace. Amen. And washed sanctified. Yeah, it, there's a sanctification process that takes place. So people come in, of course they're not walking on water, you know, perfect, you know, in their actions, in their daily deeds. Now, as Jesus sees them, he sees them through the blood. So they're, 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 they're he sees them healed and whole. He sees them as a righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But that, that imputed, uh, that imparted righteousness, I'll call it, there's an imputed righteousness. Come on, you get a righteousness from God. You're made right because of the blood, but then that's lived out in your life if you are really got saved, if you, if you really understand grace that's lived out in your life day to day by living holy, living right, and adjusting, adjusting things, renewing your mind. Amen. Come on, you got to change your mind. Some of you have never changed your mind. You can change your address, you can change your name, you can change all kinds of things, but if you never change your mind, you will never walk in victory. You will never ever walk in victory. You got to get your mind right, boy. Come on, somebody say get your mind right. Yeah, and in the true sense of the word, you got to get your mind right, as in right, righteous. Amen. You got to learn to think the word. You want to be a spiritual athlete? You got to learn the word. You got to memorize the word. You got to pray the word. You got to do the word. You don't be like a man who looks in the mirror and goes, oh, that's nice. And then just walk off and be a deviant, for God's sake. You got to, come on, you got to do the word. I almost got to preaching right there, but I didn't get any amen. So I'm going to get back into this fornication, adultery, sin in the church thing. It's, uh, Dr. Morocco's written a book on defilement, it's called Defiled, and uh, the Lord revealed to him a strategy of the enemy is to really keep the church in a place of defilement. You see, if you're defiled, it's like sewage has just been sprayed all over you. Oh, you, you might be saved and, and love the Lord, but then you're steeped in sewage. You, you you got sin and all kinds of stuff still working in you and on you. And, uh, and you're still doing things that are not right. And so as a result, your power and effectiveness in Christ is totally shut down. And really, you're being manipulated by demons. And you wonder where the joy of the Lord is. Well, hello, you've been defiled. Amen. And so the, the Apostle Paul's correcting him. And he goes on to say in verse 11, come on, look at verse 11. This will be like, um, you know, a big wake up call for some of you. It says, but now I've written to you, do not keep company with anyone named a brother who is sexually immoral or covetous or an idolater or a reveler or a drunkard or an extortioner, not even eat with such a person. Wow. You see, what he's saying, he, the Paul commands the church not to associate with anyone who calls himself a brother. He's not saying somebody who's just in the world. Because how many of you know the world? That's like their MO. I mean, that's what they do. You know, they they sin, they, they they're like rabbits. They just go everywhere, they do they drink stuff, they they curse, they're crazy. That's what some of you were. Come on, Jesus. And he's, but he's saying to us, don't even associate with somebody who says they're a brother and does that. Wow. You say, Pastor, I think I might need to eliminate some of my relationships. Maybe. We're not on a witch hunt. But it's important to understand that you can actually get defiled. Defiled. Uh, by people who say that they love God, but they live a life that's contrary to that and if you yoke with that Okay, you, you it's okay to love people. It's good. We should love people But I mean if you really sow your life and associate that the word associate is is to spend time with it, it, it's I mean you just don't have fellowship. You can't how can you how, how can you have fellowship coin any a real fellowship? You know the truth is most people don't even know what that is most people don't even really know what koinonia is. They just come to church and, and praise God. We should. You should go to church. Amen. Jesus went there and they crucified him. I mean, no matter what kind of church you're going to, it's a good habit to get in and go to. <laughs> was Look, you know, not every church has got it all together. Amen. Certainly we're praying. God helps us. Glory to God. Like I said, if you haven't been offended here, it's coming. Not on purpose. Come on, we're, we're, we're under construction. And there is a thing about healthy leadership and unhealthy leadership. I don't mean that you don't want to be under some Ahab spirit. Come on, somebody say amen. Yeah. Certainly don't want to be with Jezebel. Can you say amen? Yeah. And there's healthy leadership, unhealthy leadership. Look, we are not to associate, have fellowship with somebody who says they love God, but live in a way that's contrary to it. Listen, just because somebody says they love God, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, that's a nice start. But if they live like the devil, how many of you know they don't really love God? Now, I, I don't mean somebody that's trying to get out of it. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about somebody who says they love God and they're stumbling and they're like, oh, and they're grieved and like Sigh. coming to the altar and they're like, I need prayer. I want deliverance. deliver. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. We're not talking about that. We're talking about somebody says, I love the Lord. And then back here, they're ha, ha, ha. Oh, hallelujah, ah, hallelujah, eee! and they just have this double life. Again, he's not talking about the world. I do not mind being around the world, dropping F-bombs and talking about their exploits over the weekend. I could give a fig. It doesn't affect me at all some of you somebody curse around here oh my gosh did you just curse i mean what else do you think unbelievers do they curse now when a believer curses and they're dropping all kinds of words that you know they should just get you remember in the 70s that soap a rope dope thing whatever it is dope a rope soap on a rope do you remember that my mother bought that for us like in 1976 And uh, it was this rope, and you would like... Does anybody remember that? All right, that's because you're, like, over 40. Yeah. Yeah, come on! Hallelujah! Yeah, I think they should, like... Maybe we should sell that in Christian bookstores. And then what you can actually do, maybe just do like a smaller version. And then the person who has a problem with their mouth can just hang that around and hang it around, you know, just hang it under your shirt. And then if you like have a problem, then you just reach in and suck on that thing. Just suck on the soap. And it'll really help you to, to change your speech. Then again, some of you might not be able to talk because of... Soap would never come out of your mouth. Right? <laughs> I don't, you know, I used to have the most foul mouth. I want to ask you to raise your hand. And I knew I had a foul mouth. Well, this is before I got saved. Because when I got saved, the cursor got removed. I mean, it was just. Pfft. But you know what I hate? I, I hate? I hate using words that aren't a curse to me, but they're cursed to other people. But they are coarse, though. Truth, truth be told. It's so. a little. Like, no, I'm not going to. Where, where are we? Where's my wife? I need my wife to ground me a little bit. Here, praise the Lord. Let's get back to our notes, see if we can't learn something about deception on this final message. As Paul handles the deception that sin releases. Sin releases deception. And he, he goes on to say that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God. And he says, do you not know? Because they apparently didn't know because they're acting totally wicked and they're, real, and they're forfeiting heaven by their wickedness. They're saying, I have Jesus in my heart, so I can basically do whatever I want. Stomach for the food, food for the stomach. He's saying, you know what they're saying? That's an illustration. He's not really talking about food. He's talking about the, the, the sexuality or sexual organs is what they're saying. It's like, I got the body parts, so why can't I do the stuff? That's what that's saying. Okay, stomach for the food, food for the stomach. So, uh, hey, God made me a man. God made me a woman. Why can't I just do whatever I want to? That's what that says. Come on, some of you are not reading your Bible right. That's what that's saying. And, and the apostle Paul deals with it. And, and he says, do you not know that you'll not inherit the kingdom of God? He and he, he, he reads this list. I mean, this, he has, Paul has lots of lists in scripture that are just sizzling. Galatians, you should turn there, Galatians 5. And he basically says, look, to think any other way than this way means you are deceived. You know, I got a word from the Lord this morning. I was pacing back and forth, and the word from the Lord is, Mordecai will not bow. That's what God spoke to me this morning in morning prayer right here. Mordecai won't bow. And I got on my phone, I checked, it's Esther 3. And I'm going to tell you, the whole world is bowing. I think it's a picture for the Jews of how the Jews are not supposed to bow to that Haman spirit. Can somebody say amen? But it's also a picture of the church. Listen, much of the church is just bowing down to same-sex marriage. I don't know how you can do that and read the Bible. I just, I don't know how you can do that. You say, do you hate homosexuals? Are you kidding me? No. No, we love them. It's sin. But we're not going to endorse it any more than you can endorse alcoholism or drug addiction or any other sin. And, you know, when you begin to, when you begin to, you know, and you can't even call it same-sex marriage. Pastor Vince said this to me, and man, it stuck. He said, you can't call it same-sex marriage because that's not marriage. Marriage is man and the woman. So what do you, what do you, do, what do you like, I mean, one plus one equals, equals two. So write a paragraph on how you got saved. And so you bust out your calculator and you start doing mathematics. No, he said write a paragraph. It's not mathematics. It's, it's English. Write a paragraph. You can't say marriage and call it. it, it it's, it's, it's two totally different things. Okay. To think any other way is to be deceived. This is clear right out of Scripture now. And Paul begins to deal with these other, he describes these these wicked behavior. I I, I need to say this. You are what you do, not what you say. What you do is what you believe. So you can call yourself a believer, but if you don't act like one, you can say, I'm a Christian. Christian means Christ-like or little Christ. the reason we're not packed out to capacity with overflow and heated lamps outside with people's faces pressing against a window right now. So how'd you come up with that image? I dream about it all the time. And the reason that's not happened is because many people call themselves a Christian, but they're filled with bitterness, anger, rage. They do all a list of stuff that we said, and they say they love God. Loving God means loving God on his terms. I said loving God means loving God on his terms, which means this. If you love me, you'll obey my commandments. So if you say you love God, then you'll see that played out in obeying his commandments. Now, you, you can't get to a deeper, uh, you can't get to God to love you or have more favor by obeying his commandments. That's works and that's religion. When, you, when God touches you, you have a revelation of his love for you and the grace of God, then you just can't help but do the right thing. You want to please him. Why would you want why would you want to hurt him? Oh, she's here. My wife. Did you sneak in? I must have been preaching this way or something. I don't know what happened. I looked over, it was just kind of, oh my God. Uh, he 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 begins to describe the wicked by their, their behavior. He describes wicked. The wicked by their what? Their behavior. And he starts with sexual sin. In the Greek, it's porneia. And this is, again, it's not an exhaustive list. I had you turn to Galatians 5. Well, brace yourself. You say, well, my behavior's not in there. Well, maybe it's in this list, this next one. Okay. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery. Well, there's some new things, debauchery. Idolatry and witchcraft. There you go. We got did we get you on that one? You gossip, those who are gossiping? Witchcraft. Okay. Hatred, discords, jealousies, fits of rage. Anybody is there anybody here? Selfish ambition. Dissensions. Factions. Everybody say factions. Yeah, some of you were raised in the faction family. Your whole family's a faction. Mama faction, papa faction, and all the little baby factions. Yeah, we need to come away from this stuff. Drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Let's just go back to that other thing. But that's what some of you were hey hallelujah we're gonna get there here's another list if you haven't been wiped out yet revelation 21 you can go there revelation 22 you can go check that out and also in first timothy there's another list to clean your clock as well to help you show you what is right what is wrong and the things that will get you actually into he double hockey stick and and defaulting and missing out on what god has for you somebody said well i'm under grace that's the I, I'm under grace. Well, if you're under grace and you think you can do that, you are definitely deceived. It's interesting. He talks about idolatry along with uh, with sex there because you know sex has become an idol. They really go hand in hand. The word uh, homosexuality he uses, and I've just taught on this recently, is two two different tenses: passive and active homosexuality is all. Forms of homosexuality will take you uh, out of the kingdom. He then, uh, he then lists other lists. Uh, back to our main text, verse 10. Nor thieves, nor greedy, nor drunkards, slanders. Man, I better hurry up. <laughs> it's getting heavy in here. We're like. <sighs> <sighs> Come on, stand up and just shake a little bit. Come on, go ahead. Stand up on your feet. Shake off a little bit. Come on. no one say, "Woo!" that's what I used to be. Amen. All right. Praise God. That's what some of you were. I know some of you were perfect also from the time you came out the birth. <laughs> Amen. He describes what a true Christian is, verse 11. That's what some of you were, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of God. True Christian is somebody who realizes that God has, come on, fill the notes in, I'm going to get excited now. God has freed you from your past. Your past is gone, and it might have started today. It doesn't matter when it started, but as soon as you gave your heart to Jesus, your past is gone. A true Christian is someone that, that had been washed by the blood. I was in a, I was in a meeting today regarding our building project. I got, up into the, um, I got up into the meeting place, and there was a pulpit. And I saw the pulpit. I said, that's a good sign. Awesome. I looked across the room and saw hymnals. I said, oh, yeah, come on, Jesus. Praise the Lord. I busted out that hymnal, and I just went shh, shh, shh. Ooh, that's a good one. And, I, and it and I was amazing many hymns on the blood. Yes. Would you be free from the burden of sin? There's power in the blood. Power in the blood. I started, I started, I took a in fact I took a picture of it cuz I'm going to make Minister Michael where are you at? He going to learn that thing. We there you are. That's, that's I want to sing that next Sunday this coming Sunday. The power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of... Come on, sing it country now! There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, the wonder-working power, in the precious blood of the Lamb, in the precious blood of the Lamb. Yeah, a Christian realizes they've been cleansed from their past. They realize that they've been washed. Come on, you have been washed. Your sin is as far as the east is from the west. They're sanctified. Come on, somebody say sanctified. That means made holy. The sanctification process. My, my, my. They're justified. That's a legal term. Just as if you never sinned. That's the way you can look at it. Do you mean when I receive Jesus, Pastor Bracken, that that means I've just as if I never sinned? Yeah, that's exactly what that means. That's what that means. This is done by the power of the name of Jesus, of Jesus' name, and the work of the Holy Spirit. His name is at work in you. Is it work in me? He's at work in you. He's working it. Come on, say work it, God. Yeah, He's working it on the inside of you. God Himself, by His Holy Spirit, stepped up into you. And come on, when you received you, you got baptized in me. He lives in you. He say, He goes on to say, Do you not know that you're the temple of the Holy Spirit? You know, I, I took a I took a, a time when I meditated on that word, that I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit, and as I paced back and forth, repeating this scripture, something happened to me, that, that never was taken away. It just didn't change. I just I started walking back and forth, and and there is listen, there's there's New Age med- med- meditation, then there's there's a biblical meditation, there's a the thing that they used to call Davening, after David where they would take whole sections of scripture, memorize scripture, and rock back and forth and quote it out loud or even in their head. Now some of you don't meditate on the word day and night as it says in Joshua and you wonder why you're not prosperous, you're wondering why you don't have victory, is because you're thinking about every other wind and wave that comes here or there and you're not grounded in your faith, you're not grounded, I'm preaching now, you're not grounded in your faith, you're not grounded in the word and so then when some circumstances rises up like a big mean brown bear, you just freak out and soil your and run and hide and think the devil's trying, thinking that God's trying to beat up on you or something. I was pacing back and forth and you need to do this. Think about this. Do you not know that you're the temple of the Holy Spirit? I'm God's temple. God lives in me by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of me. The same Spirit lives on the inside of me. The Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. The Holy Spirit, the third part of the Trinity, lives inside of me. Mm. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of me. I said the Holy Spirit, a Holy Ghost. Somebody say Holy Ghost. Do you know what our, do you know, we're, we're affiliated with the denomination. Do you know what they did? I'm sorry. i have to just backhand this. This is this most, this is Jesus help us. They basically said that what we should say now is Holy Spirit instead of Holy Ghost. That is a decision that was made at the, at the, dist- at the, uh, at the general council. I don't know. What's up with that? I'm going to say Holy Ghost just all the more. It, it's, it's the Holy Spirit is not as offensive or something. I need to get the minutes and read on it. Is that offensive? Hallelujah. (laughs) Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody say Holy Ghost. Ghost. You begin to meditate on the power of the Holy Spirit. He lives on the inside of you. I got to hurry. What time is it? Come on, somebody say, God lives on the inside of me. God Himself. You say, what about that sin nature you were talking about? Yeah, you got that too. You're a new creation, but you still have sin waging war against you. So which one wins? The one you feed. If you sow to the spirit, you'll reap the spirit. If you sow to the flesh, you'll reap the flesh. It's like, come on over, you heard the illustration, the white dog, the white dog and the black dog. So you have the white dog that represents the spirit. Feed the white dog. Feed the white dog. What's that? Feed the white dog. And they say the black dog. Don't feed the black one. I say, pull out your 45 and just cap that thing. (laughs) Some of you need to put a cap in your black dog. Reckon yourself dead to sin. Amen. And he, he deals with the thought patterns that bring deception. Everything is permissible for me. I've got to hurry. Everything is permissible for me. I can do anything as long as I'm under grace. Wrong. That's wrong. That's not true. And he, and he destroys that. Again, I told you what he's talking about. Stomach for the food, food for the stomach. They're saying, well, basically, I'm a man, I'm a woman, I can do what I want to with my body. And he says, no, you know, first of all, it's not your body. If you're really saved, your body doesn't belong to you. It belongs to him. And he says, well, sure, you can, but not everything is beneficial. Look at A, not everything is beneficial. And he says, I'll not be mastered by anything except God. I'm going to be i am going to be a slave to God but I'm not going to be mastered by my flesh I'm not going to be mastered by, by food I'm not going to be mastered by drink I'm not going to be mastered by idolatry I'm not going to be mastered by fornication, by adultery I'm not going to be mastered by any of that stuff I'm a new creature in Christ I reckon myself dead I'm under the mighty hand of God I am a bondservant of the Lord that's what he's saying and he's totally destroying the Corinthianized argument that it's all good because it's not all good. Food for the stomach, stomach for the food, that illustration? Say, so "God is supreme, we must obey Him or be destroyed." Well, isn't that happy? Don't you love that line in the notes? "God is supreme, we must obey Him or be destroyed. The body is not for sexual or morality, but for the Lord and the Lord for a body. And finally, he begins to say the, the, the physical effects, the spiritual. You see, you can't steal and that not affect your spiritual life. You can't lust and not not affect your spiritual life. You can't, you can't fornicate and that not affect your spiritual life. You can't be an adultery and that not affect your spiritual life. You can't do all the, the lists that, uh, uh, of things that He gives us of the works of the flesh and that not affect your spiritual life. You can't gossip and that not affect your spiritual life. All of those things will affect your life. Don't be deceived and warning. Don't be deceived. (laughs) Very good. We're to flee fornication. Don't put a picture up for that. Actually, the fleeing of fornication... Fleeing fornication is somebody in a dead run. And I've told this story many times. I got saved. I came out of a deep, dark path. I had lots of stuff. I came from a good family, but rebelled against all of that stuff. I was brokenhearted, went deep into sin. God brought me out, snatched me out, and delivered me. I started working at the Grand Hyatt Wailea as a waiter in Maui. I was newly saved. And on fire for the Lord, but at that particular job with all these celebrities and people coming in, it was a five—it's a five-star restaurant—and uh, I was working there. It was New Year's Eve, and as it got closer to midnight, and the place was hopping, all of a sudden, Dom Perignon bottles of champagne started coming out. People started really getting drinking in the back, and cocaine started coming out. And there was this girl that was there who was really pretty, not as pretty as my wife, but she was pretty. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) And she started, uh, you know, thinking I was cute or something. Yeah, and, and, and everything started changing. And then I found myself sliding does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I started thinking like, oh man, I, I wouldn't mind about a glass of champagne right now. Everybody else is doing it. I mean, everybody else is doing it. Hey man, come on, Mordecai won't bow. Yeah. Some of you need to get that in your spirit. You don't bow to that stuff. And so I, I started being, you know, and then, then the girls walking by, I'm like, oh, oh, and every, everything's pulling me everywhere. And I, I got to my waiter station. I don't know what happened. It was probably my mother praying for me or something. I got to my waiter station and I'm shaking because I'm about to backslide a big backslide. Does anybody know what I'm talking? I'm talking like all the way back. And I'm just sitting there going, oh, and I said, shakata, and all I could hear, is the only thing I could hear, run. And I thought, run, run. And I said, run, run. <laughs> run. run. Ah. Everything I had, I ran through the kitchen. I grabbed my bag. I grabbed my keys. They're like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, <laughs> Abandoned all my tables. The cute girls like, "Where are you going?" Outside, got outside. Ran, or some of you know, the hotel. Ran across the grounds all the way to my parking lot, got in my 1969 Pontiac Le Mans, fired that thing up and did a neutral drop. Some of you know what I'm talking about. I did four wheel drifts through every single turn, totally breaking the law, but there was a higher law at work. I came screeching into my driveway. Turned the car off, got out of the car, was like, yes! Yes! That's fleeing. So weren't you strong enough to resist? No! It's called wisdom. I'm a different man now, but then that thing had a pull on me. Flee fornication. You say, but I like it, Pastor. It's going to send you straight to hell. Who are you to tell me? I can do it, oh yeah, stomach for the food, food for the stomach. Yeah, the Corinthians said the same thing. But I like it. Yeah, it's going to take you to hell. Don't be deceived. All right, God's speaking to us as I bring this to a close. Since we're prone to deception... From out of our fallen human nature, must take action. What's the first thing to do? The first thing to do is remember what Christ has done for us. You've been washed, sanctified, justified. Number two, stay in God's word. Our thoughts will deceive you. Listen, you get so much news, you get so much stuff that's rammed down your throat. How are you supposed to know what's real or the counterfeit? How are you supposed to know what's true? There's only one. Wait, listen to me. Read my white lips tonight. The only, this is truth. Right here, you've got to learn this. That's why I preach the word. I don't preach the Encyclopedia Britannica or Reader's Digest. We preach the word, but it's not enough. You need to learn the word. I mean, some of you come once a month. I mean, if you come once a month and the average male watching six hours of TV a day, you tell me who's discipling the average male. It certainly isn't their pastor that they go to once a month or even once a week. You gotta get in the Word. You've gotta develop relationships with people who know the Word and can grow in the Word together. It's it's crucial because otherwise your thoughts will deceive us. I've had people tell me the most insane stuff. God spoke to me. What did he say? He told me to leave my wife. Devil, right there. That's just a devil right there. He's saying it's God. They're saying it's God. It's a devil. Yeah, but when I met this girl or I met this guy, all oh, my hair stood on end. Man, and I saw, man, I saw it, man. It's God. I've been praying for my marriage. It's over now. I'm moving on. I mean, there's no, there's no, there, there's no marital unfaithfulness. There's just, you're just stupid. <laughs> it's an amazing thing about going from situation to situation. You'll always find yourself there. I'm so thankful for small groups. Listen, we got some small groups coming up. Y'all need to get it. The best way I know to get discipled, you know, uh, give, quoting that 94-year-old or 95-year-old Pastor Roy in the South, the best way I know how to be discipled is in a small group. Some of you need to get in a small group, develop some accountability, learn the word, line upon line, precept upon precept. Have a, have a, a time of encouragement. Somebody will love you enough to tell you, hey, you're going you're, you're gonna to be a train wreck. I'm so thankful for people who lovingly corrected me. I, I, don't lo- you know, I, don't, I didn't like correction back then. Now I love it by people who I'm accountable to and submitted to. Don't come up and try to correct every sermon I preach. Amen. I'll rebuke you. Praise God. But there are people. I do have people that listen to everything I preach. And I'd encourage you to do the same thing. Pastor Jack used to go do that. Don't take my word for it. Go study it yourself. Go be a good Berean. Get in the word. Grow in the word. How else are you supposed to know what truth is? Listen, some of you, that's pretty harsh, Lord. (laughs) Sorry. Let's pretend I'm the evangelist for a second. Can we do that? Just pretend the guest evangelist is here. Some of you very possibly will take the mark. No, that's a good pastor thing to say. Some of you very possibly will take the mark of the beast. And I'll tell you why. Because you refuse to learn the word, you refuse to get accountable, and you make up all these ideas of how you think it's supposed to be. And what's going to happen is you're going to be cooked slowly like a frog with water that slowly warms up and soon you'll be baked and it'll be baked frog legs. And they'll be yours. So how could that happen? It's the same thing that happened with Hitler. It's the same thing. In the 40s, he was controlling the media. Now, you, you, you don't, you're not deceived to think that the media is not controlled now, are you? <laughs> Warning, don't be deceived. <laughs> but, but because people refuse to be accountable, you know, you know the Internet discipleship, It almost makes me sick. I think you can get some wonderful things from the internet, but if it's not played out in the context of your day-to-day relationships with people, you're going to end up in deception. People doing all kinds of crazy stuff in the name of the Lord. It's nonsense. We need to get in small. People need to get in small groups. They need to be in ministries. They need to grow in the knowledge of the Lord. And you don't grow by yourself. Can you say amen? Amen. Okay, I'm almost done. Minister Micah, come and play something. I, I don't ever want to end up worshiping the Antichrist. But you're a fool if you don't think you can fall for that deception. That even the elect, the Bible says, that even the elect might be deceived. The elect that's talking about you is talking about me. That's how strong deception is going to come in these last days. And if you don't know the word, you're just going to be creamed. Selah. Be. Be careful of getting a hardened heart. And I'll close with these last few points. Thank you for being patient tonight. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12. See to it, brothers, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart and turns away from the living God how. Talking about believers, brothers and sisters, see to it that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart and turns away from the living God, but encourage one another daily as long it is called today. So that none of you might be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ if if circle it in red in your Bible, if, if indeed we hold to our original conviction firmly to the very end. So you mean it's possible we could not share in Christ? Is that what that's saying with the big if? That's what I believe it's saying, yeah. Stay in relationship with the Lord. Stay in relationship with the people you love. I'm so blessed to be married to my wife, Karen, Pastor Karen. And I'm, I'm thankful that God has taught us over the years to, the slate's clean. There's no, not, I, don't have a, I don't have any agenda. I got no written thing against her. There, there, there's nothing there. I might have yesterday, but we worked it out not that I can remember but the point is true the point is you know we can we can all get underneath each other's skin and and so what do you do you talk you pray you, you work it out I mean I can irritate her I, I'm, I am very good at irritating my wife there's just certain things but I'm learning she can irritate me too occasionally you have to work it out in relationship. We got to with the Lord. Stay close to the Lord. Don't let you don't let yourself drift away. Stay in relationship with the Lord. Be encouraged and encourage others. Be encouraged and encourage other. Be an encourager. Be a Barnabas. Encourage people. You can do it. You can make it. You can overcome. Come on. No temptation has seized you except that which is common to man. You can do it. You can overcome. But i failed so many times. I know, but it's His mercies are new every morning. It's morning somewhere. You can do it. You can do it. You can overcome. You can win. You can fulfill the purpose and the plan that God has for you. You can do it. You don't have to, you don't have to end up in deception. You don't have to end up taking the mark. You don't have to end up worshiping the Antichrist. You can, you can win. You can finish the race. You can receive a crown. You can. You won't be able to do it without the word, without a relationship with Jesus, and you won't be able to do it without other people speaking life into you. Take responsibility. Look at, look at your notes with me, and we're almost done. Take responsibility to comfort those who are becoming lax in their intent. Restoring them. Let me read that again take 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 responsibility to comfort those who are becoming lax with the intent of restoring them pardon me in other words you don't come after somebody because you want to make them you know make yourself feel better about your secret sin so you bust them you you confront and love by the way if you haven't loved them if you haven't if you haven't touched their heart don't bother trying to slap their hand I can't stand that. I can't stand when people try to slap somebody's hand, but they've never touched their heart. They don't really care. They haven't visited them. They don't pray with them. They don't spend any time with them. And they just want to come and say, you know what? You're in sin right there. You're in sin. That's what you're in sin. Who made you like the fourth part of the Trinity or something that you point everybody's sin out? But we do need to confront each other. We do need to speak truth. Don't you get mad at somebody when they come and they correct you for something you might have done? Don't kill the messenger, man. Lastly, live in the spirit. Everybody say, live in the spirit. Stand up on your feet, won't you? Father, thank you. Forgive me for going a little bit long, guys. Father, thank you for this marvelous series. Lord, we are, by the very nature of being born and as fallen, we're prone to being deceived. Lord, this series has been wonderful all over these weeks. We ask and pray, spirit of truth, that we would walk with you, we would talk with you, we would learn and know your word, we would have accountable relationships one with another, that we would be humble and transparent in our walks. Because the devil prowls around seeking whom he may destroy, like a roaring lion, he prowls. God, you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. And Lord, may we be a people that study to show ourselves approved. May we walk in the Spirit. We make no provision for the flesh with regards to the lust thereof. I thank you that we're new creatures in Christ. The old is gone and the new has come. We are new creations. We've been washed. We've been sanctified. We've been justified. Our past is gone because of what you've done on the cross. You live on the inside of us. You've given us your name. You've given us your word. You've given us the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Father, come upon us tonight in a special way. I ask, Lord, for those who are in deception or those who are confused on the matter, Lord, that you would quicken them and open their eyes even now, the truth of your word. And that we would be a people as Mordecai would not bow, we will not bow. Holy Ghost, touch each and every one of us, hide us under the shadow of your wings, in your pavilion, in your tabernacle, we take refuge. We'll be people that love deeply, and hold out the word of life in brokenness and humility for it is the grace of God go I by the grace of God the apostle Paul said by the grace of God go I every head bowed every eye closed if you're not right with God I'll give you an opportunity tonight to get right with him If that's you, you want to give your heart to Jesus for the first time or make a recommitment to him, would you raise your hand right now all across this place? God bless you. God bless you. Praise God. Let's pray right out loud. Each and every one here, affirm your faith or pray that in recommitment or for the first time, say, dear Jesus, thank you for dying in my place and for rising again from the grave for me into my heart, wash me and cleanse me, forgive me of all of my sin, and be my Lord, be my Savior. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Holy Spirit, fill and touch and bless each and every one. Fill people with your Holy Spirit right now. Come on, just a moment longer. If you've not been filled with the Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, let them do that right now. Come on, just invite them. Holy Spirit, fill. Fill right now. Come on, a moment longer. If you have that freedom to pray in your heavenly language, do it right now. If you've never received that, believe to receive it right now. It's a gift for you. Be Fill. Be free! Deception, go! There's somebody here with a torment, a tormenting like night terrors that come. You don't need to raise your hand. I don't want to embarrass you. If that's you, just reach up to receive by faith. In the name of Jesus, torment, go! Come in the middle of the night. Even you're noticing different times on the clock. You'll see different times coming waking up even up at the same time but you're sensing it's not the Lord I bind that thing I break it off of you tonight in Jesus name I pray Holy Spirit that you would wash over furthermore word of knowledge for whoever that is in your home there's some things that are taking place that are actually opening up a doorway to the demonic and the Lord's going to reveal that to you he's going to show you you'll be able to correct it God thank you now Lord bless your people Cause your face to shine upon them. Lift up your countenance swords and be gracious to them. Keep them and give them peace. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening to King's Chapel, Alaska and Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passion is making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's life call and help us to be the personal, powerful, and permeating church God's called us to be. Get in touch with us anytime at 907-357-2065, 907-357-2065 or online at kcalaska.com, kcalaska.com. Friend us on Facebook and follow Pastor Daniel's tweets at Alaska Revival.